Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller? I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I got this feeling that I've been here before. I got this feeling that I've been here before. Hello and welcome to We Knows Parenting. I'm Peter McNerney. And I'm Beth Newell. And we're back, baby. We're back. We took a week off. <laughs> Can you imagine? This is a... Oh my God. <laughs> This is one of the many philosophical debates between me and Peter is, is it allowed to take a week off from a podcast? In my mind, you are the one that made this podcast happen (laughs) uh, in the beginning, but I'm the one that makes it happen. And uh, (laughs) so I feel it's my responsibility to no weeks off. But it was a new year, so we did, and I feel great about it. But boy, we have things to talk about. Yeah, so much has happened. Uh, Christmas? Christmas. How was your Christmas, Beth? I think it was pretty good. Really? I mean, Christmas. <laughs> I mean, we've had holidays that have been very stressful. Okay, well, here's the the highlight. The main takeaways of my holiday break is that I was very sick in different ways for different parts of the trip. And then also on top of that, you had to come back to New York City for a night for an audition. Mm-hmm. So I was then left alone with my kids and my family in a environment my kids are not familiar with which is has them just like slightly on edge all the time add a lot of sugar and a lot of sugar just mostly meals of sugar a lot Um, of exciting (laughs) semi-strangers to them yeah a lot going on it's just um you know now you describe it that way the full day i had alone uh in new york city really really made things easy yeah i can imagine it sounds wonderful um did you notice that um well, I was very aware of the fact that I was abandoning you 
and uh um and uh so I went to the grocery store. That was my way of helping. You did. That was a, a pleasant surprise, I'll say. We've had I'll have I have to say for the listeners, it's been a tense couple weeks between us because there's just been a lot to get done. Mhm. And there's been a lot of transition and Maven has been particularly on edge for, I would say, the last month or so. Yeah. Well, it's the potty training. It's the potty training and it's the no pacifier and it's the big girl bed. And she just doesn't know how to transition to simple things like going to sleep. And, you know, she's just her life has turned upside down and she's still figuring it out. (laughs) (laughs) She's like shocking to hear. But at two and a half, she doesn't have it all figured out yet. You know, not, it's not like a three-year-old who's got the whole all rest of their life but nailed down. But I think down. it's highlighted, I would say, some weaknesses in our system. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Um, well, I think it, there's it's there's no new news here. No. It, it's just, it confirms, you know, our continual weaknesses, uh, which is, you know, me... Just trying to get kids to do stuff that they have to do. Yeah, I think we're doing pretty well, and I think we've both gotten better. We're doing okay. I think I would say this this last month, particularly like the last week or so of the holidays, was like a bit of a wake-up call. Do you know what I mean? How so? I just, not like in a horrible way but just like okay i feel like at the current rate we're going the habits that we're we and i are creating with our children are unsustainable and are not going to turn them into the humans that i would like and hope for them to be do you know what i mean yeah i just realized (laughs) we have not spoken we really other. haven't had a, t- a time to digest everything that's been happening. Well, well, this is really telling because <laughs> this podcast is the only time we talk to each other. <laughs> because in my mind, I was like, uh, I've been feeling great. Uh, oh my like God. my routine. I mean, not everything. I know there's some things that were insane. But the routine tonight and getting I, them out the door, feeling good. And... Um, uh, <laughs> And also, like, I've gotten so much shit done in two weeks of, like, I literally made a list of everything, big, annoying thing that oh, I've been putting off forever. I would agree. I think since we've been back home, I think we've been heading in the right direction. But for me, it was, like, recovery from the holidays. Gotcha. That makes more sense. Which Because like, I'm talking about since New Year's, I've been feeling really good. Yeah. But I, yeah, I would just say it was more, like, I came back from the holidays being like, okay, we need to like repair some damage in (laughs) our collective family psyche of what our kids have been like, what their baseline energy is like. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Sure. They're just like, just trying to get them to do anything. Yes. I mean, the holidays (laughs) ruin all routines. Yeah. And we want to relax. I was definitely not as worried about it as you are, but- I I think that your your feelings are valid. My feelings about the stress of the holidays? Yeah, and like what you're talking about. I think well, that that's true. I think here's the thing. Like I think I take on way less stress for the holidays than say my mothers and aunts would have done because I'm not really like I am have not yet in the position of having to cook like a huge meal for a bunch of people or f- make beds for them and prepare. You know what I mean? But yeah. like at the same time that's 
to me, I think that's like the energy of the holidays that's in the air that like I expect to encounter. So I can't fully shake that feeling of being mm-hmm. responsible to make, like, I guess what the moms in my mom group would say is like, we make Christmas happen. Like you might go buy a, like a thing, like a present, but it's at the end of the day, it's often the women who like are making sure like there are presents, there is a tree, there's a meal planned, the meal is going to get cooked on time. Like just all those little details that make Christmas what it is. Uh It's like behind the scenes, women just have to like be on top of every little one. And like, yeah, you can choose to maybe participate. Like I just... I understand it's getting more balanced between men and women on these types of things, but it's like at the end of the day, women have like so many gears ticking in the back of their head of like yeah. what is going to get done within these 25 days. Uh, yeah. And this is something that I think that, you know, we, we didn't have all of those responsibilities you're talking about because we were guests in general. But I think a really good point that you brought up, something that I never think of and i always have to remind myself later is the you know the fact that you get so stressed and i'm always surprised in a certain way because i'm like what what's happening because i i'm so like looking You're at like, the thing right the in holidays front of me are great everyone just gives me stuff and i love it <laughs> no i'm always just i worry about the thing that's immediately in front of me but you are a person who is feeling everyone's feelings and you and like I'm, I'm not aware of it, and so I'm like I don't understand where all the stress is coming from for you all the time, and so when it boils over, I'm always like surprised less less so than ever before because we've been through this. Um, uh, but, th- <laughs> but this, this, this is why was- I here's why I always tense up is like December first. I'm making a list of to dos, and you are in a mode of like adding to dues do you know what i mean like you're like your family does Uh like a gift exchange which i think is great but like personally i just think i have like enough on my plate mentally that i don't want to buy a gift for like a random person i don't talk to like i would love to spend (laughs) that time planning a gift for like my best friend or someone like to really like I have nothing against your family members. I just like there's only so much have energy priorities. I have in the month of December. Yeah, well, what's and the- so you're when you are like telling me about things like that and like sometimes arguing with me or like you're laying out like your goals for things that I don't know if you're gonna have time to do and it's gonna take away from the time that I need the kids watch so I can wrap presents or do X Y and Z. Like that's what stresses me out is like yeah. you're just like can I add a few more things to your list? Well, it's like I. Uh, yeah, but I think this is the the best we've ever done. Myself, I think the best I've ever done. I mean, in like it's not like, giving your response. I got it all done later than you would have liked to, but yeah. I was done by the sixteenth, seventeenth. I would say compared to others, I was fairly calm. It's just like when we went into like the actual holidays, and I was like sick and tired, and like yeah. it was just the stress of every like you know, it was just. Yes. Well, I was my whole goal this whole trip was to try to be five steps further ahead than I normally am <laughs> to uh, uh, make things easier for you. And um, and uh, um, I'm going to congratulate myself for doing better than I ever have. <laughs> and you still at one point went into another room to stress cry. I did. Yeah, that was right when I got back. 
I drove to New York and then I came back and uh well oh okay yes here's <laughs> I forgot about this but this is the real cherry on top of it all is that I was dealing with a lot of stress trying to manage our two like in fully insane children um unlike they're the most overstimulated day of their lives and they have so much sugar they yeah they're just like insane and like violent and whatever and so I'm dealing with them and then I was like one of those days where you like don't have a second to sit down or eat or whatever and I was like fine like sitting down to eat and everyone it's like you know when you're like in a really bad mood and everyone can tell you're in a really bad mood but you don't really want their acknowledgement of it like yes I do know that and they're like and people are like trying to like get me food in a way I'm just like I don't even care like just everyone like look away from me and pretend like I'm not uh doing this so I'm like trying to get like two bites of food into my mouth to like calm down while our kids are like not sitting down to this dinner that's been prepared for like my whole entire family that is like visiting us for the like you know a few hours we're gonna see them my kids are just like running around and I'm like well let me at least get like two bites of food into my mouth in the meantime and then Maven did something oh she was like throwing things off of all the tables like throwing a tantrum so I had to like take her away from everyone and restrain her yeah and in the interim of me walking out of the room and doing that you got home from 24 hours out of the state you had gone back to new york and been like all alone going on an audition enjoying your life while i had been watching two kids you come back 24 hours later walk in the door sit down in my seat at the table with my plate that i had made for myself and you yeah i want to take over the story okay go ahead so so i walked through the door and i was not aware of any of this and i walk in and there's a giant room full of people a bunch of relatives that i did not see arrive and so i'm performing and I, here i go and like your mom's like here have some food which was i guess your plate uh, it was untouched, and so I go, and I like have two bites. I knew in my mind that my family had aided and abetted this situation because <laughs> it's such a classic tale of families that you could, as a mom, you can be like, again, truly losing your mind at the uh, exhaustion of parenting, and a man walks in the door, and everyone's like, get this guy a plate of food. <laughs> However... I took one bite of this food and then I saw you and faster than I ever have in my life, I put all the pieces together and I got, I need to get away from this I just immediately. Think it's safe to say in this type of situation when you're like something about vacations in particular where your kids are in a new environment, like any amount of time that one parent has to like navigate those kids not killing themselves in that environment is yeah. like if you come back from not being there you i think have to expect to like be like okay i'm on parenting duty yeah well i also <laughs> i'll tell you i did have a thought because i came in and maven was being fussy and there's this very unfair thing which is i know and i've done this where i'm like i'm gonna go help so i swoop in and like grab maven and of course she's going to explode and start saying, not you, mommy, mommy. And in those m moments, like I have to like circle like a shark in a, like the moment to help, but I can't, <laughs> if I engage with Maven, the whole thing's going to be worse. And that was also one of those moments. So I was somewhat aware. And then I took one bite and I was like, uh, yeah. So then I walked in and you're sitting at my plate and <laughs> eating my food. And my sister is like, Oh, Peter's eating your food. <laughs> well, I will say, though, I have to give you a lot of credit, which was 
you left and you went to be alone and you were really sad and upset. And I went in there to check in on you and you, you didn't take it out on me. You know what I mean? Like you were upset, but you like, I think some, sometimes when you're in that mode, it doesn't matter what I do. Uh, I'm going to get it. And you were an intently and intensely emotional space and you knew and you just like let it be and and like that i was thinking about you all i mean i just spent the day getting filling the fridge full of groceries so that when you came home there would be food like all of that and uh, i think you handled that freak out well is what i'm saying thank you i really i am um just a very selfless person uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think so. To a fault. Um, I don't, I will, what I will say is like my family had a series of parties that week of like yeah. just kind of accidentally. It was like my, uh, you know, our big Christmas Eve party and my sister's birthday. And we did like an impromptu Christmas, uh, what do we call it? Summer and winter party. Oh my God. I forgot and, about the summer uh, and winter it party. Just like, I th- it was like a long week of events that I think just kind of overstimulated uh, all of us or something. I don't know. But uh, we survived. I loved it. It was fun. We did, um, we, dra- we, we dragged all the beach chairs up for my mom into the living room and did a summer and winter party. Well, your context, your mom is, is an IV nurse and she has to work a lot during the holidays. She had to work a lot that week. And so this is your sister going like to have something fun and exciting for when yeah. your mom gets home. And she's been talking about having a summer and winter party for many years. Uh, you haven't figured it out. This happens in uh, near Boston. That's why it's a uh, summer yeah. in winter. One thing I'll say is really funny about um, people from Boston is that they constantly speak in a Boston accent. But then when they when you do an impression or like you spell out words <laughs> in a Boston accent, they... They're like, why you spell it weird? Their impression... Their own impression of a Boston accent is bizarre. It's terrible. When they try to do an impression of it, they're like, summer in winter. <laughs> and it, I'm like, that's not what you guys sound like. Just use your real voice. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's uh, very funny. Uh, anyway, uh, I think we'll circle back to this at the end of the episode when we do our uh, parenting resolutions. Oh, we're doing resolutions. Great. Well, well, let's get to it. Next segment. Now it's time for We Knows Wins. This is where we talk about a parenting success. This isn't, Beth, you have something. This really well, we've, really we've got to pigeonhole the topic into this uh, <laughs> segment. Full disclosure. Um, we have been watching the show, the Marie Kondo show on Netflix. As his everybody, apparently. What is it called? The Magical Art of Tidying Up or something? It's like? just Tidying Up tidying with up. Marie Kondo. Okay, so I think it's the book is a different name. But anyway, um, you... Um, so do you want to explain the gist of it first? Okay, I mean, I think a lot of people are watching this, so I'm not going to get too into it, but Marie Kondo has this organizing technique where she encouraged you to go through your belongings category by category and you purge things that you don't need or love. You only keep things that spark joy. You only keep things that spark joy and, and you hold it and you feel it and uh and she just has different methods of organizing your belongings and just sort of making everything logical. Um 
And so we watched the show on Netflix together. Uh, you surprisingly pretty into it. Okay, you know what? You're very into it, I would say. It's, I mean, I'm not into the, I don't need to like thank my items when I send them away and spiritually thank the home. <laughs> but the efficiency and just practicality of the process is so yeah. wonderful. So I... <laughs> I love her and I love her whole vibe and I really relate to it. A lot of women I've talked to actually have had the similar thing where they're, we're sort of like, we already do this. Like, this is our vibe. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't do exactly what she does and I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily as on top of it as she is, but like, these are like my tactics already Yeah. on a, on a whole. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, it's exciting to watch because I'm just like excited to see her spread the joy of like having a livable space. Uh huh. Um, and it's definitely inspiring. Like it's funny watching it because you were really into it, but part of me the whole time watching it was like, I want to go be throwing out my shit right now. Like, yeah, me too. I love doing that. And guess what um, happened? So you went on an organizing spree, which I would say I had already been doing prior to watching this show in the week leading up. And then it was sort of like, as soon as you saw the show, you took over. Uh, well, I mean, I did all of my clothes. I mean, every episode, everyone starts with clothes. So it's like random people and couples cleaning out their houses and it takes them like a month at least. Yeah. But day I mean, one is piling up all is their clothes. I do yearly, if not more often. So I like, yeah, I understand the first time you do it, it's like a process. But like for me, if I went to go do it now, we're I could, great at throwing things away sometimes, but it, there really is like, I think what's helpful about watching the show is being reminded of different car- categories because uh-huh. I do think if I thought carefully, there would be some categories I was neglecting. Like, yeah, like, like I was thinking, I was talking to my friends about this and I was looking at like jewelry is like a area where it's really hard to let go of stuff. That's like, you have like family guilt related to saving it. Yeah. And it's not really like serving anyone that you're holding on to like cheap jewelry that's like 30 years old. Well, it's old. really interesting in the show is different people struggle with different categories. Like some yeah. people are like, I don't know what to keep because I don't care about clothes. And then they get to like books or something but and like that's their, their deal. I think is so remarkable is she's so not judgmental about what is important to different people. Oh, she's great. She. You know, because some people, as an audience, you want to be like, just throw that shit out. Yeah. Get rid of it. Never in the context of the show does she ever, like, impose any kind of ultimatum. She's just sort of like, maybe this is a lot of Christmas decorations for one person. You could think about that. Like, she's like... Yeah, and it's someone, which someone who has like three rooms of Christmas <laughs> decorations in a one bedroom house. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's zero judgment. I mean, she's, um, she's the most positive, comforting presence. And I think that's but, okay. So what she does. In terms of our takeaways from the show, what I will say is funny about it yeah. is the parts of her philosophy that I find least helpful, like the way she folds clothes. I have always folded clothes and put them on their end, or not always, but for years I've done this, where you can see all your shirts in a drawer, which is great. And you've picked up on my technique because it's it's a good way to live. You open your drawer and you can reach every item in it without moving another item. It's nice to be able to see and find things. But what I don't do is her weird obsessive folding of like this way and like this way and then thirds. Like it's just like... An unnecessary yeah. amount of time to devote to folding clothes. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I but don't... what I but I wait. What I think is funny about your takeaways from the show is mm-hmm. like you love 
those details that make it ruleified and like extra, you love extra rules. She really is covering both ends of our brains. <laughs> where like you love that she thanks the house and like takes a moment to close her eyes and feel I the do. presence. I think there's something about doing that though. Like whether you believe in spirituality and or not, that kind of ceremony like it, it, it yeah. gives a end point to the people there. It's like from this point on, we are changing this circumstance. You are agreeing agree. to participate in this activity. And it's like their signature. Like yeah. It's like they're closing their eyes and being like, okay, I'm going to listen to this lady. And I uh, think that's like really inspiring. <laughs> I, I totally agree that it is a positive thing. I just, I just don't have connect with the spiritual side of it. I connect with the like focusing and and getting your mind clear so that you can do the job and i i totally subscribe to that but i'm a bit more like great let's start doing yeah it. but then like so you've started reorganizing stuff that i had already organized and you kind of just like reshuffle it in the box and did you go like, through i did a great job well okay. i was also very aware of you being on my shoulder and I was like, Beth needs to know where everything is. And my goal in, in doing all those drawers was <laughs> Beth should already know where things are, but just pull out the crate and be able to grab anything she wants. I did spend literally an entire day on it. And you came home. And the only thing you said is, why the hell did you tape up this box? And I was, I was like, why the hell? That's how it felt to me. I've never, I've never said why the hell. No, you've never said that. But I will say, I was a little crushed. Well, <laughs> okay, but here's the said. thing: is that I use the toolbox frequently, and you don't really, um, unless you're feeling fancy. So <laughs> I, I use stuff in there all put, the time. You put everything on end so that it can all be seen but it's very precarious where if i were to pull one thing out the whole system is going to collapse not true not okay. true at all so then in order to make this happen you took a shoebox that was in there and you completely taped it shut on all sides <laughs> and when i questioned it and the rea like why that had happened you said we haven't opened this box in 10 years and it's a box that i had literally opened two days ago to get something out of it you know what and you know what <laughs> Like, there's literally what, I would there's say, whittling tools in there you no, haven't used but there's in 10 the years. thing you'll notice about the Marie Kondo show is that yeah. she lets people organize the areas of the house that are their purview. <laughs> so I didn't organize your clothes. L listen, you don't. That toolbox is ours. It's not yours. And I there was know, one little I thing in that box more than you. that I didn't know was in there, and now I've taken it out, and it's perfect. Just like. The okay. hours anyway, and hours. Um, so, um, okay. I did a great job and it made me feel great. And one piece of it was not helpful to Beth and I no, fixed it. No, but it's not that one piece of it was off. I really don't care about the organization. It's fine. You shuffle things around in the same spot. But what, but I, care about, what I care about is the condescension with projects like that where you tell me about something that I've been dealing with oh. for a very long time. Okay. This is, this is, the, this is the thing. Is... Here's a big goal I've had in the past few weeks and through the holidays, which which was I'm going to do things and I'm not and I failed at this. I'm going to do things and I'm not going to tell Beth about it because the second I start telling you, you immediately think that I'm asking for a reward for no. praise. 
And it's not the telling. It's you tell me in a way that's you're like, hey, idiot, did you ever think about organizing? And I'm no, like, yeah. No. This is the thing. It's like, that's what you hear. <laughs> you think I'm judging you all the time. And all I'm ever thinking is, God, please Please like anything I'm doing. I'm I never judge you. No, and you think it's I'm not judging you. The judgmentalness. It's the you like taking credit for things I've already. No, it's me about. going, I did a thing. Do you like it? I tried to do it so you would like it. And you're like, this is <laughs> I mean That's not the way it comes out of your mouth though. It's like I, it's very mansplainy. It's oh. it's like I, I think you are, you, okay, I, I won't say that you're totally wrong, but I do think you have a, you have a, a more of a hair trigger to the perception of being talked down to. No, or, it's not that. It's like every, so many women experience this. It's I know like, they do. Here's, okay. But here's I'm our so home. Careful Look at our home. You. Look around at our home. These objects, these belongings, all of this that happened, like <sighs> I put it together. So... Like things like the silverware drawer, like I, the fact that we even own silverware is because I bought silverware. So okay, this is a good it, example. So you will bring up constant conversations where you're like, Ugh, I just wish this part of our silverware drawer was more organized, blah, 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 blah. And it's like all of these things that you have had a decade to do something about. <laughs> well, okay. But you will like okay. critique it aloud as if I'm supposed to like take notice and do something about it. See, that's where the... the, the this show, this like the the silverware drawer. We watched this show, and suddenly I I started thinking about all the stuff in our house that I never did before. And then I'm like, oh, I don't like how these knives move. <laughs> and I say that out loud, and you take it as me going, Beth, why the hell did you put the knives this way? And that's not that's because what I'm you, thinking at all. Because you always use declarative statements. That's where it's misleading. Because you always have to make grand statements, and you're like. Knives shouldn't be this way. Like, you'll say things that are just like, I'm a knife expert, and the way oh, that this has been going no. is bad and Beth, wrong. You, uh, not to be hyperbolic, but you are the queen of absolute statements. No. Yeah. No. Oh, this is funny. You are, you're, the way you speak on a daily basis, any, anytime you make a statement, you're, you begin it with like, the worst thing in the world. It, I, like you always, I haven't try done that in 10 years because you shit on me so hard for saying there's nothing worse than. <laughs> I never say there's nothing you worse than because of you. Uh, this is, I mean, this is fascinating because what you're describing. I'm like, this is exactly how you talk to me. And exactly, I spend every second just in, ter- in such fear of talking that way I, to you. We've talked about this so many times on the podcast. It's high context societies versus low context societies. And I cannot comprehend when words come out of your mouth, I interpret them literally. And I assume that you are giving them the same weight and meaning that I am. And you just say things that you don't mean. So I don't understand. <laughs> I I cannot comprehend it. Oh. oh, it is the idea that my number one fear is that is I say something that you're going to perceive as me attacking I'm or judging you. I'm not trying to misperceive it. It just sounds like what you're saying. But then you respond like so mean and like put me down and, and like attack you, me because the and little like, words coming out I'm of your literally mouth. just being so nice to you and then suddenly you're like like you're terrible 
And I was like, what, ha- what happened? This is- I'm responding to the literal words you're saying to me. That's what happened. I was, well, maybe that's the difference. Yeah, yeah, I just said that was the difference. No, no. <laughs> you are... <sighs> oh, th- this is the core of... Ever- this is... I'm... I- this I'm enjoying this conversation, but like genuinely, this is the hundred percent the core. Oh God, I feel bad our, for anyone listening to this. Of our like biggest issue. Okay, I we gotta move. Is on. that you think I'm I'm judging you, and I never am, and so you judge me back, and then I feel bad. Okay, okay we're getting there. We're gonna work through it. Let's end it there. Thank you for being our th- free therapy, everyone. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Brakes? We can save you 15% on that. We have OE quality Duralask brake pads and rotors in stock, ready for pickup or delivery. We also have calipers, brake fluid, tools, and anything else you'll need to do the job right. When you get Duralask pads and rotors together, you'll save 15%. It's just part of what makes us America's number one breaks destination. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Now it's time for Did You Knows? This is where we share something we found on the internet. Yeah. Um, okay, so this isn't so much a fact as a conversation that I saw on Twitter that I thought was interesting. Um, I was reading a Twitter thread by Elon James White, who goes by at Elon James on Twitter, and he had a thread about how, uh, I guess there was referencing an earlier thread talking about how when his kid acts up at the playground or hits another kid or something, they just leave immediately. And he said um, he has had some parents of his kids' friends, I'll just read this verbatim, have compared themselves to me and my wife as if we were some sort of standard. They think my kid is an angel, my wife and I laugh, we feel like we're struggling. And of course, every kid is different. What works with one kid may not with another. But after watching so many kids up close and personal, I think the biggest difference between parents is how far they're willing to go to draw the line in the sand for what's acceptable. I refuse to hit my kid, but I grew up in a culture where obedience was not just expected, it was demanded. So while I don't hit, I will time out the fuck TF out of my kid and take away any food toy she holds dear in order to gain compliance. And as a parent, that shit is exhausting. I see parents give up or let the kid go bonk or let the kid go bonkers because it's easier and they're tired. I get that shit. But that's probably the biggest difference between them and us because I don't have an easygoing kid. She's strong-willed and full of pro- personality. 
So I never give up. If I gave my, sorry, if I gave up or let my kid cook because I was tired, she would run roughshod right over us. <laughs> she senses weakness and takes advantage immediately. Not in a malicious way, but in a I'm a toddler and I'm just learning my powers way. She'd be ruling my wife and I. My kid listens to me in a way she doesn't even listen to her mother because for the past nine months, mama has been exhausted. So daddy has to, had to be the enforcer. I learned quickly the more leeway I gave, the more she took. When I shut her down, she'd be mad slash cry, but she'd learn. When I hear her acting up two floors away and with one daddy bellow of Sydney, she will stop what she's doing and beg not to bring daddy into whatever situation it is. Um, anyway, I'm going to stop there, but I think... Uh, I found this thread sort of uh, inspiring and sobering regarding the current obedience level of our children. Uh, it all sounds very familiar. Yeah. Um, and I think I, what I think is interesting about this is part of it is developmental. When you look at Maven and Bryn, the, dif- like the difference between a two-year-old and a four-year-old and what they can comprehend and where you can lay down the law to any effect is it's different. Huge. It's different. Yeah. So I think some of these are skills we're sort of uh, just learning with Bryn, maybe perhaps a little too late, but maybe we're on, I don't know, maybe we're on track. But she, he is starting to be able to comprehend those things, and we're uh, sort of catching up with realizing that. Uh, and uh, I think I'm starting to realize needing to set better boundaries with him in regards to the consequences of certain actions. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I think where it gets tricky is when you're dealing with two of them at the same time, you kind of like forget who you're talking to. Yeah. And so we've also started trying to set too many boundaries for Maven because you just forget that she's not as smart because she really does seem very smart. Yeah. She acts like it. (laughs) Yeah. But then like sometimes you just have these moments where she's freaking out and you remember she's a two year old and it's just like. She's trying to negotiate with her. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. She doesn't understand. (laughs) She doesn't understand. Like this or that. I mean, some (laughs) simple thing she does, but I'm like, you could either get into bed and have the toy and go to sleep early, or we can read a book and not get in bed and do it. And I'm like, she lost yeah, me after she's two just, words. She literally is still just thinking like, I want milk or whatever. But yeah, like, she's just looking at your face trying to burn a hole through your But brain. I think what's interesting about this is that like, one, developmentally, you can't set certain boundaries. Two, with like pure human survival with babies and little kids, you just can't expect certain things of them and as a mom who's like had them in her body and then fed them from her body it's like to find those boundaries sometimes you're playing catch up because you're just so used to that kid being like literally inside your body Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like to be like I mean you are separate from me and you need to do this and I'm not responsible for it is like it's actually a hard thing on an emotional level to comprehend because like literally like this kid came out of me and I put them here and I have been resp- like 24 seven responsible for keeping them alive for yeah. like a lot of all of their time here. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I, I'll say that I, I have recently, you know, you keep relearning the same lessons over and over. Uh, and the big tactic right now, cause you know, I've in my worst days, I challenged them immediately or like we had a we had a late morning and I went in and I used to open the curtains and just let sunlight in and that would naturally wake them up. But I went in the other day and just sort of like threw open the curtains and both of them were went like, ah, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a disaster. And they they and I was like, all right, we need to get going because I'm running late. I got to get to the train or whatever. And so I had to wrestle Bryn into all his clothes. It was one of like the worst so moanings ever. The only- so since then, though, 
I've been full, just, excuse me. <laughs> I've been full, just slowly moving out of the way of their attention. This, And I know also that the second I look, because I used to do, I'm going to distract you, but I do it by looking at you and changing the subject. And they can tell just by the fact that I'm focused on them, that I'm trying to get something from them. So my new yeah. tactic is to walk in and just act like I'm paying attention to something else and they don't feel defensive and they're far more likely to get sidetracked and then just start yeah. participating. Well, okay. The only reason I wasn't more critical of you that morning when you like triggered them immediately upon waking up into this state, I was because over the last month I've also experienced so many moments like that yeah. where I'm so tired and so desperate to get them to just like move along that I like do the same thing where I fall into their trap of starting a fight and then like escalate it. Yeah. And it's really like when you're tired and like have had that like happening over and over again, it's really hard to like disconnect and from it. And if you it. don't have time, that's the biggest yeah, thing. But like, like today, this morning and, and going to bed, I'm just going to start early yeah, and like, I'm going to give I, it the time it needs. And everything started, was great. So someone recommended um, in my mom group this program, which is like just some random sort of like 30-day exercise you do. And it's called like BeWhoYouAre.com or something like that. And it's like it's meant to like sort of rewire your brain. And one of the day's uh, lessons was talking about how we – receive endorphins from different activities and if you do something painful your body also releases endorphins which normally you know make you feel happy so we learn to seek out painful activities in order to get the hit of endorphins that is associated with them even though it's like counterintuitive to yeah. seek out negative experiences and it's why people become addicted to things like cutting because you're like you inflict something very painful on yourself and then your body is trying to compensate and experiences a rush of endorphins. It's fascinating. I think that's why the, so, the hitting issue is like so not getting better. I think what has started to happen mm. with our kids is we have fallen into a pattern of behavior where I think we too become addicted to the conflict and mm -hmm. it's like very easy to fall into it and expect it and like just like be like, oh no, here he comes, like starting. It's just like, yeah. it's been... I don't know. It, it's it's just been a lot. And like, I think we're now learning. It's been a lesson <laughs> in how we can respond to them yeah. because uh, I have had the same experience in like the last week since we got back from vacation, which just like, okay, I'm going to be unemotional about this. I'm laying down the law and here are the consequences. And I've had a couple of moments with Bryn where he's had massive like tantrums in response mm -hmm. where I just don't give him the thing he wants and he freaks out and he's kicking and screaming and then I have to restrain him because he's kicking and then I have to be like, like I'm not going to let you kick. We're not, we don't kick. Like and you just have to sort of stand your ground for unfortunately like an hour. Yeah. And then at the end of it, I'll finally be able to walk away from him where he's just sort of like crying and not kicking. And then he will inevitably like sneak back over to me very sad and want like a hug. Yeah. And he's like, he still loves you no matter like what kind of boundaries you set. <laughs> Do you oh, know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's like I mean, the this thing is that the you're rage like. rage thing. Like Brynn has been yeah. hitting and all that. And he has like rage in his eyes yeah. and he's stomping and breaking things so I have to like hold him down in yeah. his bed. And it's so exhausting. It's just like to keep it up, that's the thing. It's like 
it is not only emotionally exhausting to like fight with a kid, but like the physical exhaustion of physically restraining him. So he can't, because again, he's learned this thing, this weapon against us where he won't just hit us or kick us. If we leave the room, he'll stomp on the ground to upset our downstairs neighbors. Because the the fact that I'm like, you're not allowed to stomp. We, We leave him alone and he will like throw a Lego out the door and then look at you because he wants to engage. Yeah. It's and then, exactly and it's what you're so describing. We, ha- we are left with no other option than physically restraining him because our poor elderly downstairs neighbors are not enjoying uh, these kind of answers. Us or anything we do ever because <laughs> everything about us is loud. Um, but anyway, I think we're hitting a turning point because I've had conversations with him after he flipped out and he's calm. And like you even went to the extent this weekend where you ended a play date where he was supposed to have a friend over and it was like much more extreme than we've attempted in the past, but it's sort of just like, (laughs) well, we went to breakfast with friends and he hadn't seen his friend forever. And they're both insane. They're amped up on seeing each other. They're eating pancakes and and syrup and sugar. And so he was like, before we went into the diner, I was like, we'll go in here if you don't do this and this. And by the end, of course, he did those things. Yeah. And then when we got home, he ran away from me. I literally called his friend's dad and I was like, hey, I'm so sorry. I'm Bryn is throwing a five alarm tantrum here. I've got Maven in my arms and um, I think we have to call the whole thing off. <laughs> and then I start running because Bryn is running towards the street. And he's like, oh, I understand, obviously. And this one, I'm like, I'm, I'm really sorry. I have to hang up. I'm literally sprinting right now. Goodbye. <laughs> And then I went inside and Bryn had the biggest tantrum where he like cut his own nose from his fingernails. Yeah. But then when it's over, yeah, he'll he, walk into the room and he'll be like, hey, can we watch Ben 10? Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. He gets over things. <laughs> I don't know that Maven will be the same way. But I do think we have to nip it in the bud with the physical stuff because it's just like not sustainable <coughs> to have a growing kid be like physically violent. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, the biggest thing I think <laughs> is to, is to not point any aggression back at him, which sometimes is so hard to it's do because you're so enraged. Hard. It's like, yeah. Uh, but I think we're doing a great job. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Navy federal credit union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on. Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. Get in zone. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. Get in zone. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix Finder, only at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? 
because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. This next segment is called Woody Knows. It's where we share a parenting hypothetical situation and discuss our response. All right, Beth, I got one for you. This one, so we've done a lot of these recently. And so I've decided to end the time travel theme, even though I do have a lot more really good time travel ones. And we'll come back to those. (laughs) But um, this email comes to us from a Ryan. Ryan says, hi there. My wife and I were researching parenting podcasts and we came across yours. We listened to a ton of parenting podcasts on our 12 hours of driving to and from our holiday vacation. And yours was definitely one of our favorites. We love the would you knows segment. Well, how appropriate. So here's my hopefully detailed enough non-time traveling hypothetical. All right. This one gets specific. One of you has, in this case, you, Beth, you've taken both kids with you to the grocery store. They will have both uh, started a weird. Ha- they both have started a weird habit where they take off their shoes in the car, but then totally freak out when you reach your destination and you have to put them back on. When you arrive at the grocery store, you see a shopping cart right next to your car. Decide to spare yourself the hassle of putting their shoes back on. Um, so far, this just sounds like my actual life. Yes, this, Go on. this is what attracted me to this one because I was like, "This is every day." <laughs> when you arrive at the gro- grocery, uh, you see the shopping cart next to your car. You decide to spare yourself the hassle of putting on their shoes and make a poor decision to just let them get in the cart and go into the store barefoot. You are about halfway into your shopping with a pretty full cart, and everything is going surprisingly well. Suddenly. Bryn grabs his stomach and says he has to go to the bathroom very bad. You're in the back of the store and the restroom is in the very front. You make your way through the busy store, ask a random employee to please watch your cart, pick up both kids and carry them into the one stall bathroom. You kick the stall door open and see that the toilet is completely flooded with poop and pee all the way up to the top of the bowl, just spilling out all over the floor. Just when you reconsider... (laughs) Just when you reconsider, there was like enough of a problem happening. Just or- wait. Just when you reconsider <laughs> using that toilet, Bryn shouts that it's coming out, and Maven starts wiggling and trying to get down. You are forced to put her down barefoot. Remember, hold Bryn over the toilet, pull his pants down just in time for an explosion of diarrhea to spray out everywhere. <laughs> you are literally sweating at this point this person got carried away not done you look over to the toilet paper dispenser and see that there is no toilet paper you step back in and look to see that it is in there is only a hair an air hand dryer and there are no paper towels in sight maven is just standing there in the muck to say Bryn needed to wipe is an understatement, and the diarrhea has now gotten on your hands. You and the kids do not have any spare, quote-unquote, clothes, in the sense that if you take off your shirt and or pants to wipe them down, you will be leaving shirtless and or pantsless. <laughs> Some goes, same goes for them. Oh my what God. do you do, Ryan? P.S. <laughs> Bonus points. Maven slips and falls in the muck at one point. And then... She turns to Brynn and says, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> this person should write comedy for major motion pictures. <laughs> um, I, I, at first, this started off like a truly 
understandable hypothetical about like the <laughs> tactics of being a parent in our modern world. And I, then it just <laughs> turned into what if you are in an avalanche of shit? <laughs> what if you are covered in shit this from is, every this angle? Is halfway to like saw eight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I this was like a creative writing exercise. Uh, I gotta say, when I said you guys aren't giving me enough details, <laughs> this is exactly what I, I love was asking it. for. I okay, what I you- truly love these listener hypotheticals as much as I shit on them. There, I well, this what one I think I finally, I think this one has lived I, up to your standards. Where I just like you understand the scene. In this scenario, I guess I just scream for help. I don't, there's like, there's a lot of details in here about like the, that you don't have a change of clothes and like things that are sort of extraneous because like we're all covered in shit. Like that's the main problem. And then like to be like, here are other reasons why you're not never going to escape. Like, it's, well, it, this very clearly set up a scenario in which. You're not solving the problem in that room. <laughs> you have to leave that room with shit on yeah, you. Yeah, so I how guess what far this guy wants me to say is I would do the shit walk of shame through the whole <laughs> grocery store. I don't, like, what are my other pos- possible options? They're not, like, it's not like they're calling, like, the higher ups at the grocery store to like send over like a shit cleanup crew. Like, okay, here's one option. I'm covered in shit. <laughs> well, like, here's one option, Beth. Okay, <laughs> you're wearing a t-shirt. You take off your t-shirt. You use you, you soak it in water. You swab down everyone. You take off their clothes and you swipe them all down. What? And then you just leave all the wet, shitty clothes in the corner. And you and your kids walk out shirtless straight to the car. Okay, shirtless and pantsless. Our feet are covered in shit. Well, your the, feet. The shit is flowing out of the toilet, Peter, and out of Bryn. <laughs> For some reason, I'm I stay there when the toilet's overflowing. Well, I don't think it's currently like gushing over. It's just, it's like it's clogged up to the top, and it's like uh. wet floor. <laughs> Or you just, you just as is grab them and run out. (laughs) That was like one of the first few episodes. You gave me a less terrifying (laughs) version of this. Yeah. And mine was like, I wrap him in my coat. I put him in the stroller and I go home. I mean, this is pretty close to what parents experience. I've heard stories of people like their, their like two year old just like ran into like a muddy lake or something. And they're just like, oh, (laughs) now I'm in a public park while everyone's watching. And my kid is fully cloaked in mud. Like, did you say cloaked? (laughs) Yes. Like, where did you get this cloak (laughs) of mud? These are just real parenting problems. Like we're like. It's hard. Oh, to- this has happened to somebody. <laughs> Maybe this has happened to Ryan. <clears throat> it's, In which case, really, this is beautiful um, nonfiction. You only have two options: it's like fight or flight, and I don't think any amount of fighting is going to get the Trader Joe's employees to make this their responsibility. That well, you're a family covered in shit. You could get a Trader we assumed it's Trader Joe's, but uh, you Maybe could get, you get us some t-shirts. Like, you could say, hey, excuse me, all of us are covered in shit. Could you bring me supplies? You Trader Joe's, you make paper towels. You They're have on the shit shelf supplies, right? 
Hey, Call mean- the manager. I want shit cleanup <laughs> supplies. My family's covered in shit. You ring that bell up there that you have and get us some shit supplies. Send me someone who knows what they're talking about because my family's covered in shit right now. <laughs> And I'm I'm not happy about it. So you would walk out the door and just be angry at people from the get-go? Excuse me. No, my response, you know, would be flight. Oh, There's yeah. no way I'm fighting those people. <laughs> you wouldn't fight. I think, you're, but I think you're more likely to actually ask someone to help you. Maybe, but it would be like, I would be like bending over like with a kid covered in shit. And then someone would just be staring at me for like 10 seconds motionless. <laughs> and then I'd be like... Can you maybe grab the paper towels next to you? Could you toss those? Over? Like, I would just be like a little like, does anyone notice? <laughs> you would never say that. You have. <laughs> wow. Ryan, you just defeated us with this one. Like, there's there's Someone... no winning. We would run away. I would call my senator. <laughs> call Guys, call your senators. Make sure you're calling them for the right reason. Yeah, you know what? That's enough of these Dyson hand dryers. We need paper towels. I will say our town library does not do paper towels in the bathroom. And it always concerns me. Like, I understand they're trying to be, that's probably energy efficient. always concerns you? I just am like, this is a place where people bring families and there's just like no paper option. Like, it's just like... Yeah, I've had those moments where I was like, one paper towel would be much better. It's very austere. Like, it's every bathroom there. Like, it's just, or there'll be like, like a tiny roll of toilet paper. It's just the things you notice when you have like two um, shit covered children. Children. <laughs> well, I'd say uh, we definitely hit the record for the most times that we have said shit in an episode. <laughs> and uh, somebody recently wrote in. Say that their child listens to the podcast and is a big fan oh, of Britain no. Maven. And they're like, he doesn't seem to notice when you swear. <laughs> Disclaimer, now that it's over, maybe don't let him listen to this one. <laughs> yeah, don't mm. t- don't listen, don't let him listen to this one. Um, <laughs> uh, this is how spoilers <laughs> this work, is, right? Uh, you explain it afterwards? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Are, they're not listening carefully to this, right? Shit? Kids? Kids, if you're listening to this carefully, please write in. We know spot at gmail.com. Okay, so now we're going to do our We Know's resolutions for the year. Um, as I stated earlier in the episode, I my goal parenting-wise is really to lay down these boundaries with our kids. And just, I think the goal is like um, Elon said in his Twitter thread, I'm just going to pick my battles. I'm going to lay down the consequences and I'm going to follow through <laughs> on those consequences for Bryn at least. Maven is still sort of a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what's your uh, parenting resolution? Well, I already do that. I follow through. Um, <laughs> uh, but as you know, I, I, uh, I'm unintentionally confrontational too early. So I'm going to ride the wave uh, of their focus and their energy, and I'm going to gently redirect it uh, uh, instead of trying to like stop the whole river immediately. I'm going to just push it this yeah. way and that way. You don't have to tape up the whole box. Just 
Well, I didn't you know, know there was a level in it, it that people side. used. <laughs> I took out the level and then the hours They're of work tools. Were worth They're it. used by definition. They're used. Okay. By definition. <laughs> this has been We Knows Parenting. If you would like to reach out, send us an email, question, advice, a would you know scenario, whatever you want to tell us. So you can send us an email at we knows pod at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 347-384-7396. Um, and I, I just want to, before the episode is over, I want to give a big shout out and thank you to one of our listeners, Tracy from New York, who left a, us a voicemail to recommend a song from the Captain Underpants soundtrack that's all just farts. Oh my God. We still have to post that video, actually. Of and our kids. Uh, she our... said, your kids will love this, and they've never loved a thing more. They loved that far song to the extent where when our son hadn't seen his best friend in like over a week he said hey lucas i heard the captain underpants fart song like that was the first thing he said big news it was like big news <laughs> we haven't talked in a while but i heard a song with farts in it uh <laughs> Check out our website, weknowsparenting.com. Uh, find us on our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Pod. And oh my gosh, have yourselves a great 2019, babies! Happy New Year! Night. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.